Welcome to Retire Stronger, where we help you accumulate wealth, fuel your retirement, and leave a legacy behind for your family. Let's get started. I'm your girl, Devorah Ascot Black, the principal partner at ISAA Retire Strong. I am here today with an exciting guest with me, Pastor Gloria Samuels. I am excited. So we bring you discussions about our lives and our finances. We're going to be talking to you today about what it's like to be a widow and how does one deal with all of this kind of loss, losing a spouse, you know, the impact it takes on to your family, the finances and the future retirement plans that a widow may have. Well, let's start with the facts. As of 2016, the U.S. Census Bureau states that 8.8 million people in America will become a widow. 2.4% of these people are going to be 15 to 64 years old, and they are women. 33.6% of these women are 65 and older. Why do I purposely focus on the widow and not the widowers? Well, the widowers are the men. Because of the widowers are not comprised, they are only comprised of 0.9%, 15 to 64% of them, that's who they are, and 12% of them are 65% and older. This again clearly shows how many of, how there are many gaps for women financially and what causes to shorten their finances when it comes down to their retirement. And this, of course, is my life mission when I talk about women and their finances. I study this and I continue to bring this to the table all the time about what's going on with women, how they fare when it comes down to retirement, their money and their families. Becoming a, becoming a widow brings many surprises other than the obvious. Grief, sadness, loneliness, isolation, and so much more. What happens in your lives becomes a sensitive and private matter. At least for the women I've been talking to and lately about this podcast and people who've come to my office, you know. Many have told me that they're not comfortable with sharing with people how that shift happens in their life. How has it impacted their finances and their family matters? They don't like to just talk to just anybody who come knocking at their door. I recently had this discussion with my good friend and my pastor, Apostle Gloria Samuels. I talked to her about my podcast, you know, and I told her about how many people I work to work with who've come to my table, my desk, and in the coffee shops. They told me they find the dark crossroads that they've been at. They said they're not clear. They're not clear about how they trust, who they trust their money with. Not clear about their future and their finances and their retirement plans. They don't understand the options that's been put before them when it comes down to what they're going to do next and how um, to make sense of it all and what's been left within their hands for them to manage when it comes down to their families, their children. Well, Apostle Gloria is what I call her, and you guys hear me say these things, but she's very much a good friend of mine, too. She said she knew all too well of what this is all about, not just being a pastor, but this has happened to her. She said she began to start telling me her story. So I asked her, would she be willing to come and talk to my constituents, my audience, and tell me what happened to her when she too became a widow? She said this happened to her. It affected her finances, her family, her future, and her retirement. 
Well, let me tell you how bio here. Apostle Gloria Samuels is a native of High Point, North Carolina. She is, uh, has installed the pastor of, Greater, of Great Commission Community Church, also known as GC3, in May 2012. Her God-given love for the body of Christ drives her to share a message of complete wholeness. She has two lovely daughters, you know. Their names are Brill and Joy and four, great, uh, grand, uh, four grandchildren, Rodney, Joshua, Sari, and Michaela. The development, enrichment, and building up a local community is very important to Apostle Gloria Samuel. She is committed to her family and her role as a mother and grandmother. Preceding her was her husband, Philemon Samuel. So many of us knew him. He was just a wonderful pastor who she was married to for 35 years. For more than 35 years, they built this ministry. She built the ministry with her husband and beyond to focus on women, youth ministry, and the family and marriage. Because of this, she shares a marriage of freedom with others. And her prayer for her the ministry is that people enjoy freedom and experience Christ. And that is her lifelong love. Welcome, Apostle Gloria Samuels. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, you left one of my grands out and that's my grand dog. <laughs> that's grand dog. Okay. So let's jump right on in. So I can only imagine how losing a spouse could be so devastating to your life. So I want you to tell us what first came to mind after the, the obvious sadness and the circumstances that you were in. What was first to come to your mind, Pastor Samuels? Uh, probably the very first thing that came to my mind was the question, okay, who are you? Who are you unmarried? I was married for 35 years to my best friend, to my life partner, and everything that we did, it was so interactive until I had to find out who I was as a single 55, well, at that time, 56 year, when I came to that mindset, 56 year old woman. And that wasn't a, that wasn't an easy place for me. So finding out that was the first question that I asked. Okay, who am I? Now, what do I do? Where am I? What do I have in place to live? Wow. And finances was a part of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I started looking at what I had, what I had in place, what was not in place, what I could bounce back from and all of that. Wow. Wow. It got real. It got, it got real, I'm sure. Yeah, it got very real. And uh, some things that I had lived for all of my life, all of our lives, we had had things in place. And for just a period of time where we were uh, waiting to transition to another place, the regular things that we had in place, like insurances and all of that, was was not in place when he died. Give me an example. 
Uh, we've you? always had we've always had at least 150, 200, 250,000 or more in insurance. And when he passed, he um, was in between uh, positions and uh, we were in a place where, you know, the church wanted to do certain things for him. And he said, no, we'll just wait until after we get this done. Then you can get like key man insurance and, and all of that. So in the meantime, my husband goes home to be with the Lord. Oh, wow. So and all of out. the things, all of the things that we've always had in place all of our lives. Now I'm faced with that's not in place. So life came unexpectedly at an inconvenient time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because when I left home, um, when I left home, October 24th, uh, 2011, and I had no idea that I would come back home within three hours and find my husband deceased. My Lord, my Lord. I just, I had that, and it had to be the very peace of God that held me together. It had to be the very peace of God to hold me together and so that I just wouldn't totally just lose it. But, uh, you know, just. Wow. So what was that? So at that time, how old were the kids? The girls were grown. The girls were grown uh, and gone. Both of them were grown and gone. <laughs> and so it was just he and I because uh, my youngest one is uh, 41 and my oldest one is 42. So my girls are only like 15. Our girls were only like 15 months apart. So they were in their thirties. Okay. And so therefore was your home paid for? Uh, actually we had gotten in a place where when he, when he left the former church and we started this church, we went through modifications and we were uh, making a modification on the house where we were. And then we just decided, you know what? We're going to move into the youngest daughter had two homes and we moved into one of her homes that was here. Okay. Gotcha. And, gotcha. and that's where he passed. Oh, wow. What was your biggest fear other than, oh my God, my husband's gone. My kids, are, you know, they're out of the house. What was your biggest financial fear? I know mm. your minister... Would a minister have fears? <laughs> We're human. <laughs> We're human. Absolutely. We have fears. We, we face fears every day. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm just trying to go back and see what was the greatest fear. I think the greatest uh, fear, I wouldn't even call it fear because God has always taken care of me, married or not married. God has always taken care of me. And that's something I've always had in my knowing. But I think one of the things was uh, just not having uh, that connection that I, that I had had for so many years. Right. Um, and that security 
yeah. in having a partner. We were okay. partners and we knew if, if, if there was anything, we could do it together. We had it. We had it. We had it. We could do it together. So now I'm faced with, okay, I don't have that. So you got to learn how to navigate this by yourself. Right. Right. And I went through, I can tell you, and probably every widow and even widowers probably go through this where you argue uh, with your spouse, your deceased spouse. And you ask them questions like, well, how could you do this to me? And why would you do this to me? And why would you yeah. leave me? And da 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 Because it was sudden for me. It was it was sudden. Absolutely. Was sudden. Absolutely. And so you were about 50, you said, how old were you? 50? 55 when he passed. October 24th, uh, October 16th was our 35th anniversary in 2011. October 24th, he passed suddenly. And um, so by November 14th, which was my 56th birthday, that's when, okay, it's, it's real Gloria. So you gotta, you gotta come to terms with this. And it was crazy, crazy. Do you think you guys, obviously you don't think you were adequately prepared for such a time as that financially? Uh, and that's what bothered me more than anything, probably because we've always been prepared. Yeah. We've always had, and that helped me a little bit because some things that we had not changed were still in place. Okay. So I was able to navigate and get some things done, really get some things done. And uh, because he was so on point with making sure everything, you know, my family is taken care of. My family is taken care of. If anything should happen to me, if anything, and I was just, just the same. If anything should happen to me, I want to make sure my family is taken care of. And, um, you know, we had a, we had, and I would tell people, don't allow any time to lapse in between what you need to do to make sure that's in place. No matter right. what you're going through, no matter what you're going through, make sure nothing lapsed. And so we would think we're talking about a year and a half. That's right. We're, right. That's what we're talking. We're talking about maybe a year and a half. That's right. That's one of the things that we try to talk with clients and so forth. You know, try not to let the gaps catch you because it can. Those gaps could be so significant, you know, and, you know, there's even such thing. A lot of people don't even know it's called a one year term policy. And that could be a gap filler and it become that could become the most important policy you ever have. Even call that one year term because you're between something right right that could matter bigger than ever and some people call us and said tell me about a one-year term policy okay and so I can understand that I I I do understand that and then how um let's see where are you now in your life (laughs) I am living I had to come to terms with okay are you going to exist or are you going to live? Okay. And I live? made, right. And I made the decision that I would live. Okay. And in living, I had to process the grave clothes off. Mm. And 
And I was willing to go through the process, the pain, dealing with what I had to deal with to come to terms with, okay, I'm still here. I still have an assignment and I still have, I need to have a life and I need to have a life that I love living. I had to come to terms with that. And I accepted that. And I love what I do. I love who I am. Um, uh, single, you know, at first being single after 35 years, I was like, ah, what do you do? <laughs> I'm single. Oh, okay. All right. I always Money. say single, sexy, and 60 makes it happen. Single, sexy, and 60 makes you happy. All right. That's great. So one of the things about life is when you're together with your spouse, you don't always think so much about the finances. And I know that was one of the things you thought about because usually a lot of women allow their husbands to make sure everything's you know taken care of when you're married. When you have a loss of a spouse or a loved one, it always it all all of a sudden becomes your situation. It's now in your lap. How did you guys handle finances before Pastor Samuels passed away? And then when he passed away, now it's all in your hands. Or was it always in both of your hands before he passed? And so it was an easy segue when it came down to the finances. Okay. So like I said, we were partners um, and we basically handled the finances together. Okay. So I, I was, but I know, I know widows who were clueless as to what went on in the finances. That was not our case because you know, we insurances, um, uh, accounts, you know, we did those together. And if we had like separate, separate accounts over here, we knew about what each other had. And uh, that worked for us. I, I don't think I could be I don't think I could be one of those that uh, would be married and not know. Okay, that's just me. I, excuse me, that's just me. I don't think I could be one where, okay, you don't need to know. Yeah, I do need to know because, yeah, yeah, we're in partnership. So I need to know. I may not handle everything, but I need to know what's going on. And we've always had that understanding from the very beginning, from the very beginning when we didn't have two nickels to rub together. So you both knew you didn't have those two nickels. We just, there you go. And so, <laughs> and so, so, you know, so it was easy as we grew, as we grew. And then when I became an entrepreneurship was always important to both of us. Um, so when I became um, my, a boutique owner, when I became a sales director with Mary Kay Cosmetics, um Whenever I did anything, when we did a travel business together, we always knew what each other was doing and the parts of the vision that each other played in it and getting it done. So you, uh, so it's all like when I move, you move. When I go Just up, like you that. go up. If I fall, you fall. But we Just like that. 
You know that's that song it. would say, when I move, you move. You move just like just that. Like when that. I move, you move. Just like that. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Well, that's why, you know, so the biggest thing I think is um, is really cool about it is it may be, it was, it, it's always sad and it's always diff- difficult when we lose a loved one. But the the story I guess I'm gaining from you here is it, it was not, you weren't in a good place financially when you lost your husband, but you was, were not caught off guard financially. Yeah, um, I was, you know, I, def- like, definitely. I know that we didn't have what we needed in place. We were caught in between. The gap was there, but it was not that I was caught surprised. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? It, it was, well, I was surprised that he died, but, yeah. but that was something that was always, on the forefront okay let's get this in place let's get this in place get this back in place let's get this back in place you know but for him it was some things that were that were more of a priority and I hate to say that you know it caught us in a bad place okay that's I could respect that I could I could definitely respect that um so if you were to tell your younger self what you know today what would you change don't ever let a lapse or anything be in there. You get everything, get everything in place to do what you need to do. Uh, have your stocks, everything in place and keep them in place. All right. Okay. Very good. And know and your cash then. out value, <clears throat> excuse me, and know your cash out value to everything that you have. Absolutely. So the bottom line, what I teach every day is know your money, know where your money is in every place that you have your money. I got you. That's exactly right. And so um, one of the thing is, what advice would you give women today if this becomes their story? They become a widow and this is a widow out here listening today. What's the biggest advice would you want that woman to know today? That I would want them to know that they have more to offer and that they are stronger than they, than they think and that they can accomplish whatever it is that they really want to accomplish uh, and just do it. Live life. I would tell them live life and don't just exist, but live life. Yeah. Yeah. Did it take you a long time to get to that point? You know, I I know a lot of women who've come to my office and so forth. It's not easy. It sounds, it sounds easier said than done. It is easier said than done. It wasn't easy for me. My first, um, you know, like people say, you know, like after after about a year, people say, well, you know, I think you should start dating or I think you should do this. I think you should do that. And um, and that's cool if that's where you are. But for yeah. me, I said to myself, I don't want to start dating anybody until I can really date them. And yeah. my late husband is not there with us. And so that took me a little bit. I think it was maybe like two and a half years and then just coming to the idea, do I really want to date and then figuring out this, this is some crazy stuff out here now. Just, (laughs) 
where did these people yeah. come from? Um, yeah. But then, you know, <laughs> after about, you know, I'm, maybe it was like that third, going into that third year, uh, yeah. I met an amazing uh, man that reminded me that I was still a woman because I had just launched myself into just ministry, just the keep me busy, keep my mind. And um, I think um, he reminded me that I was still a woman. And then I thought, gosh, I am still a woman. Yeah. 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 Still a beautiful woman. I'm still a beautiful, sexy, curvy. All that. Not a chick. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right with me. Well, I think this is beautiful. Uh, I'm so excited that you're willing to share. But the other question I think has got me curious is, how did all of this affect your future, like your retirement, because of the loss of your husband? Because many women, their husband's choices and work and so forth could affect and make a play on their future retirement. Wow. Did it affect you? Well, thank the Lord, I have uh, some good retirement stuff in place. And I just launched the Real Gloria Worldwide, which allows all of my creativity to who Gloria is to come forth. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, my future host, the Real Glory Worldwide. I just launched it. Yes. It allows me to just express all of the elements and substance that come with Gloria. So I'm okay. real excited about that. I'm real excited about that. Uh, the the uh, Three years ago, I started doing a tea talk called Let's Do Tea with G and... It's three years in. Love that. I get a chance to just share all of my experiences with uh, love, leadership, marriage, sex, all kinds of things, and just to be able to help the people. So I'm really loving where I am in life. I love having things in place. If anything should happen to me, my daughters are good. My grandchildren are good. And my church is good. So That's right. I'm really excited so about did, that. You, you reinvented yourself. You found that you have to make your own path at, you know, as you started getting towards your retirement years, you realized that, you know, this is going to have to be your, your journey. This is going to have to be of your efforts. And so you said, well, I will be my game changer. I can do it. And so, and you did. Yeah, you're doing it. Yeah. If you don't, let me tell you, one of the key things as someone losing a spouse, you have to be strong enough to redefine you. You have to be strong enough to redefine you because you're not the same person. You're not the same person. And you got to be able to embrace the new person. You got to be able to embrace the new person. So that means you have to have the courage to release the old one. For me to be the single Gloria, I had to release the married Gloria. Oh. Now, I'm hoping that it comes back around again soon. But, but 
I had to, but for me to enjoy being the single Gloria, I had to acknowledge I'm not married. I'm single. Yeah. I'm single. So, right. yeah. What's interesting? What's interesting about where you are? You were you 55. You had years. You had 10 more, at least 10 good. You know, 10 more years before you even get to retirement. You had a. You had some time there. You know, so you have to sit there and say, "What am I? What am I supposed to do here? I can't just sit here and just." Wither away. I can't sit I can't here and die. Sit here and sulk. Right? <laughs> I can't sit here and die. Okay, that's so, exactly right. You yeah, sit so you got you got to do what you got to you got to do what you got to do, and you need to decide that you're going to do what you love to do, and what you love to do. Yeah, and you can make a lot out of those ten years and more. And Absolutely. you did just that, and you're doing it well. And that's what excites me. We have so many people around us who love you so much. You get us all fired up. Oh, Lord, and what you talk about is exciting. Oh, my goodness. So let me tell you something. Uh, Apostle Samuels, I am so grateful that you stopped in my podcast today in your busy schedule to share with us your time. I am sure that our listeners today found out some helpful information from this episode, and they may want to reach out to hear a little bit more or learn more about you um, from GC3, the church. Um, they're going to learn a whole lot more about the Real Glory, uh, Real Glory Worldwide because of all the marketing you're doing out here. It's fascinating. <laughs> and they got to jump in on T with G on Monday nights because it is sizzling hot. The girls are all in there and they love you. So tell us, how can they reach you? Where can they find you at right now? Oh, wow. So let's start with, let's, so the, the church is located. The church is located at 3733. Ogburn Avenue in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Our phone number here is 336-577-3420. And then you can always find us on the web, www.gc3nc.com. I'm going to give you that website again www.gc3nc.com. You can also listen. You can find me on Facebook, The Real Gloria. Just say Real Gloria Worldwide. Go there, like the page. Let's interact. You can also find me on Let's Do Tea with G. Be, become a tea timer. Just become a tea timer. I'll connect with you. You'll connect with me. We'll love each other all the way through on this journey. And uh, I'm just, I'm just excited. And if you need, if you, you know, for, uh, for contact, for uh, engagement, speaking opportunities, that sort of a thing, you want to hit me up on uh, at Apostle G at GC3NC.com. Well, there you have it. There you have it. Now, if you can't find her, guys, I'm telling you something is wrong with you. I'm telling you. So, ladies, if this is your story and you would like to have some help in this area, please feel free to reach out to me or just have a cup of coffee. And this is and, and tell us where you are and what options that you have. I can give you a checklist on what it's like to, you know, I can give you a checklist on how to get started on getting your life back when it comes down to dealing with 
um, the loss of your spouse and so forth and getting your life back together again. I want to take this time to thank Pastor Gloria for joining us today and make sure you reach out to her. She's there and she's always have wonderful things to say and get you happy and so forth. If you want to get out of a dark space, you might want to hit her up because she's one of those people who would do that for you in your life. All right. You want to talk to us when it comes down to your retirement financial planning and trying to get your life back together with your with your life and so forth. You know how you're going to hit us up. You're going to call me 336-782-0964 or you're going to go to my Facebook, Instagram or website at ISAA Retire Strong. So as we wrap up today, this is your ultimate rainmaker tip of the week. Storms don't last always, but the rain do come for a reason. Watch what it has the power to do with you in its time. It is for a season. That is from Devorah Ascot Black. Thank you for joining us this week. Next week, I will be discussing betting on yourself when the shift comes in. This will be about entrepreneurship and the side hustle. Ladies, I can tell you a whole lot about this subject And this is how this can be a very big game changer in your life. Until then, I'm going to see you next Thursday. Make it a great week. 